today. Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Into the straight now, and Sunny Coast looms up on the outside to go to the lead. It's Sunny Coast in front now from Eli Joe. The wallet is down the outside, and they were followed further back in the field by Lucky Jim. And casual, it's Sunny Coast who wants to run about in front with 100 to go, starts to break away. And Sunny Coast is going to come down to the line and win by about two and a half. They come up towards the home corner now and Salika Deba leads by a length. Purpose and Visions going up along the inside or trying to. A length further back on the outside, Puss Boots, followed by Average Jane working into it. And further back was Jazz Worthy. They get down to the 250. Salika Deba, the leader from Purpose and Vision. Average Jane's running on strongly on the outside. They get down to the 150. Salika Deba, Average Jane looms up, goes to the lead. Jazz Worthy's running on, then Purpose and Vision, but down to the line and home goes Average. Average Jane to win it by a length and a half. Salika Deva, I think, second from Jazzworthy, rattled home. Purpose and Vision had its chance. The two divisions of the Palarenda at Townsville on Saturday with the uh, two-year-old Colts and Geldings, won by the Jamie McConaughey-trained Sunny Coast with Chris McIver in the saddle and Georgie Holt training the two-year-old Phillies winner, Average Shame, with Nathan Day aboard. As we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. News coming up today about the meetings that we did have on the weekend. At one stage, it looked like we weren't going to have any meetings. Unfortunately, with the wet weather about, we lost the meetings at St George, Richmond, Isisford and Clifton. Gladstone and Gympie were each transferred to Sunday, so we're going to be recapping on what happened there with the Gympie Cup on Sunday, taken out by Kelly Gates and Terry Hall with the Carpenter. And the Country Stampede qualifier went to Attackabeel for Tash Chambers and Clinton Taylor with the uh, transferred program coming through on Sunday. Helping us out with all of the news, as always, is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. I thought we had Rob there. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And, Tony, this is one of my favourite times of the years. And, yes, we know that Melbourne Cup is just around the corner and we'll be missing on Bushbeat next week, I just recall. But uh, it's mainly because two-year-olds really start to come to um, prominence. And, of course, in North Queensland, as we heard in the replays, the the opening events for the Palaranda Stakes for the Phillies Division and the Colts and Geldings. Always an exciting time, and I've got a bit of info about some of the about those winners on the weekend, uh, Tony. Yeah, as we say, we never know where the next champion the, is coming from. Let's go to the Phillies. Uh, definitely, and what I love about it is to be able to follow particularly the results that come out of the March sale um, and the... The interest in, in uh, the price ranges you get with yearlings that are being uh, bought and sold through that sale. And you go to that Phillies division on the weekend and you go to Average Jane. Now, it's by the mission who's really establishing himself as an early uh, comer of two-year-olds out of a mare called Smarty Jane. It was second in the trial. Interestingly, in this division... The trial that uh, Average Jane came through, the place getters were first, second and third on race day, just in reverse order because Salika Diva had beaten Average Jane third place. And that's that was the uh, trial runners. Uh, but Average Jane, you go to the results and Aiden Holt is the name that comes up as a buyer for $5,000. You could have picked up this filly. It's always easy in hindsight, isn't it? But congratulations, Georgie Holt. And uh, Aiden there with a $5,000 purchase there, defeating Salika Diva. And as I said, by the mission. And uh, one from one, and it's repaid that $5,000. This is Radio Tab.
This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. I think we've solved our little technical gremlins this morning. Rob Luck is back with us online as we look <laughs> back at the the Palorenda two-year-old fillies and the two-year-old Colts and Geldings run at Townsville on Saturday. Rob, you were telling us the story about Average Jane. Yeah, apologies for that. I don't know what happened. But Average Jane, what a, a purchase for Aiden Holt. $5,000. And, of course, Georgie Holt, the trainer, Nathan Day, the winning jockey, came off the second in the trial to the runner-up in this race, Salika Diva. And Jazzworthy was third in the trial, and it ran third in the race. But $5,000 for this mission filly. And uh, it's already repaid the purchase price. And uh, third place getter, uh, Jazzworthy, was a $26,000 purchase out of the March sale by uh, Brian Kirkwood, now with Robert Kirkwood. And in the Colts division, Graceful Thoroughbred's own Sunny Coast, a Sebring Sun two-year-old that won a Yapoon trial. Interestingly, the trial winners here came out of, or the race winner, came out of the Yapoon trial. Eli Joe, the runner-up, came out of a Townsville winning trial. And the Wallet... Uh, Roy Chalemi was second in the Atherton trial. And look at the wallet, Tony. It was an $80,000 purchase by Group 1 Proprietary Limited in the Headley colours, of course, now with Roy Chalemi. But it just shows um, the nature of racing, doesn't it? Uh, $5,000, you picked up Average Jane. 80000 you picked up the wallet. Well, the wallet got place money, but Average Jane is well and truly on its way to... Um, paying for itself and as I said at the beginning it's just an exciting time of the year when you start seeing the two-year-olds coming back and of course the Mashanis are doing so well in Brisbane as they always do but congratulations to uh, Georgie Holt and Aidan Holt with that bargain boy well on the way to uh, a good career. Unfortunately in the uh, the two-year-old Colts and Geldings division Jazzy Jasper came a miss came down and Graham Cleesey tumbled to the uh, the turf just on the home turn. I did see a post from Graham on Facebook. Uh, thank you, everyone, for the calls and messages and advising that he's home from hospital. Damaged the ligaments in his shoulder. He's going to know more in the coming days, next week or so. But, yeah, no fall ever looks good, and that one certainly didn't look especially good. Um, Graham says that uh, at least he got up and was able to to walk away when he <laughs> made that comment when a few people were saying, you're not getting any younger son. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good to hear that uh, the, the damage there isn't, uh, you know, well, put it this way, Rob, it, no, no fall is a good fall. It could have been so much worse. Oh, most certainly. And uh, we wish, wish a speedy recovery to um, Graham Cleesey, as we all know, top jockey in uh, North Queensland. But... Tony, the excitement continues with the country racing, of course, with the country cups and the country stampede. And we're very lucky that even though Cole Truscott was on holidays, that he's been able to send us the updated play, uh, the updated qualifier place getters out of both the stampede and the country cups. But Gladstone on the weekend, as you said in the uh, in the beginning of the show, moved to Sunday, which was ensured that the meeting went ahead. And, of course, a very important race on the program with the country stampede and the opportunity for Fab's Cowboy to not only get into the country stampede final but to bring up win number 50. But it Around the side of the be. track they go. Attacker Beal, the pace is true. He's out by a length and a half from Mr. Vista. Fab's Cowboy is getting into third. He's about four lengths off the leader. He's in striking distance if he's good enough, being followed by Centaur and Senex Site was last. Attacker Bill's got them off the bit as they come along the side. He leads the way by one clear length to Mr. Vista, followed by Fab's Cowboy, who's got six links to make up. There followed two links off, then further back in the field by Centaur, and Sanic Sight was last. 
Attackerville, Mr. Vista, they're going together, coming up with about 500 metres to go. They're out by about four or five lengths from Fab's Cowboy, who's trying hard, but he's got a job ahead of him, followed by Centaur, and last into the stretch is going to be Scenic Sight. They swing for home. These two leaders ran off. Attackerville got off the track. So too did Mr. Vista. There's room there on the inside for Fab's Cowboy if he can pick them up, but Attackerville is still in front. Fab's Cowboy's trying ever so hard along the inside, but Attackerville is going to be too good, too strong today. Big weight difference, and Attackerville wins from a very game Fab's Cowboy. Bird home then probably Mr. Vista from Centaur and Scenic Sight was last. Attacker Beal for Tash Chambers and Clinton Taylor taking out the Forex Gold Country Stampede qualifier at Gladstone on Sunday ahead of Fab's Cowboy. So uh, Billy Johnson will have to wait another day for win number 50 to come up. But as Tony McMahon said in the call, very game in defeat. Wait just told on the day. It's uh, not easy when you're giving away 10 and a half kilos to uh, the victor and was able to win by a length and three quarters attack appeal. Tony's with us this morning on uh, Bushbeat. Morning to you, Tony. Uh, good morning to you, Tony, and also Rob. Tony, this was a very important race and great the Gladstone Turf Club made the move to Sunday because this qualifier, even though it was a small field, uh, you've got some good horses coming through and the great thing is the Tackerbill is eligible. It's got the right number of non-TAB runs and what a good four-year-old mare by counter-attack she is, um, Tony. Uh, just take us through the run and the performance of this Clinton Taylor-trained mare. Yes, it's always uh, shown so much ability, uh, Tackerbill, even from her early days. Um, she's won, what, five races now from 16 starts. Uh, very speedy mare. Young Book Johnson rode her very well. She uh, couldn't claim, of course, under the conditions of this race. And uh, she just showed her brilliant speed. A previous start, she ran third behind a very good horse, as you know, a lot called Star of O'Reilly, out there at, um, at Emerald and Attacker Beal. So the form was good. The other horse, Fab's Cowboy, he, as I said in the call, he tried his heart out, 10.5 kilos, a huge difference. He made up a lot of ground. He only got beaten a length and a half, a length and three quarters, and he was giving him six lengths uh, with about 600 metres to go. So he's, uh, he's courageous, personified. Funny thing about him, I, I did a bit of form. I think his mother only won the one race, but he, he won his maiden here at the Gladstone in, uh, on June um, 2016. He just loves the track. Fantastic. But no, look, good win to attack a bill. And, of course, uh, about an hour before that race, attacker Bill Clinton Taylor is down with his very good filly, Chenny Boom in Brisbane, who scratched his racing next Saturday at Eagle Farm over a 1,000 metres. But an hour before the race with attacker Bill, he got beaten in the nose with uh, Diamond, uh, Diamond Dawson, Dawson Diamond, sorry, the Sunshine Coast. So he almost had a double spin an hour. But, no, attacker Bill, it'll run very well in that um, the big final down there at Doomin on the 3rd of December over 1,100 metres. She's a very speedy yep. mare. Tony, um, when, when, you, look, when you look at this... You, you, you're right, you alluded to it, Rob. Uh, fantastic effort by the club to put the meeting on Sunday. Look, they just did it so the stakeholders could get the, the prize money. On uh, this, is, this is remarkable. On the Saturday at Gladstone, they had a phantom meeting. 1,600 people attended. They were run off their feet. I mean, that's just quite incredible. The crowds they get at Gladstone are, are magnificent, and I keep saying it. Uh, the Weenits and the Thompson family, they're the, they're the people that keep this uh, country race club together. Uh, it's, it's a magnificent effort. 1,600 people, they were exhausted on um, Sunday. They had to back up after doing a massive amount of cleaning on Saturday night, and they put this meeting on on, um, on Sunday. So congratulations to them. And uh, it was karma because the first race was won by a horse called Clusterfest, who's owned by um, David and Judy Weenit. So they got up to beat uh, only Emma uh, narrowly. But uh, it's one, that's the main thing, written by Nicole Seymour, Cluster Fest, and trained by their trainer, Lee Kern, at Gladstone. 
Uh, only Emma won a Bevan Johnson written by a title there, like ran second, and Queen D was uh, third. But uh, it was a very popular win for Clusterfest in the first down there. That was a, in the distance of a 850 metre scamper. They ran a new uh, class record. That, the tracks are remarkable there. The more rain, they had about 120 mils of rain during the week. And uh, on, on Sunday, it was just out of this world. They broke, as I said, they broke a class record. That just gives you, it's the best stand track in Queensland, I've got no doubt about that. Happy to say that, go on record and say it. The next race was the uh, Han Kittis uh, Plate. This is won by Queen Bean. Uh, spill the beans. Gee, there's a lot of spill the beans going around. And, gee, there's a lot of winners. Uh, Nicole Seymour rode this one for Philip Pengelly, who uh, trained for Gladstone. It was a great finish. There wasn't much between the first uh, four or five that beat the Felder you know, Smart Rubik. Uh, that was the maiden there with Gladstone. Cinderella man, Alan uh, Jones. Whenever he takes the horse to Gladstone, he nearly always wins. We have a bit of a joke whenever I call the races. I seem to be calling him a winner. He won the Cinderella Man. Tasha Chambers wrote it. By exceeding Excel going around at Gladstone. Amazing. We were talking before about breeding. Yeah, Cinderella Man. It was uh, just too good. Big, strong horse with a massive stride. It beat Shenzai in the Daryl Gardner's. And third was Finesse Tess. We've spoken about Attack of Bill. The last race was won by uh, Tash. Oh, I've lost someone yeah. again. <laughs> You're back with us, Tony? I'm here, yeah. Are you there? Yeah. We're having all sorts of fun here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. must be uh, an Irish connection somewhere there. Eh? Deck of Ace is trained by Ian Priceman. He won that race, the benchmark 50 over 15, 17 metres, written by Tash Chambers. As I was saying, he turns his horses out in, in magic order, uh, full of dapples. Oops. Right, Rob. Uh, you got me again? Yeah. yeah just tilt okay. your head to the side. <laughs> okay. It's that metal plate it. in your head. Uh, you, you, you pay for the massage, it's hurting. Uh, oh, gee, that hurt. I'll sue now, I'll sue. Okay, um, let me think. Yeah, what am I talking about? Sunny Coast? Yeah, he went through the uh, Capricorn kneeling sales here at Rockhampton for $7,000. So, uh, you know, your other winner, I think Rob said, was 5000 the Palorenda. This one cost seven. Mm-hmm. so uh, just goes to show, doesn't it? And I, I just know from personal experience, and I'm not, I suppose I'm scotting, but the best two horses I had were Mamsell for a day, 5000 from the Magic Millions and Mart Sale and... Um, Paris Imperial, 9,000. Any time I buy a dear one, I have no luck. <laughs> I knew you'd be able to fill me in on that sunny coast, uh, Tony, with your knowledge of these sales. But i tell you, one thing that came out of this Gladstone meeting uh, that you've already mentioned, that they had the phantom meeting. Now, look, Curica are in the process of doing a trial uh, process. It's about to become confirmed, I believe. They've listened to the stakeholders because going back, Concurry uh, had a fa- well, they had a washout meeting and they tried to run a phantom meeting, but there was they couldn't do it because there wasn't a betting steward on course. But at Gladstone on the weekend, they successfully ran a good trial in that there wasn't a requirement for the betting steward to be there. And this is a policy that's being looked, or it's getting very close to being approved, my sources tell me. Uh, and well done, Curic, for listening to the feedback at these country meetings. Uh, there's no real need to have that betting steward when everyone's there on track and it's all set up and ready to go. So Gladstone was a good, successful trial for that, Tony. Yeah, Rob, I'm, I'm not trying to be contradictory, but I was told that there was a, a betting steward there. Now, it's a oh, OK. Um, I, was, I was just told that in, um, just in conversation that there was a steward there. Uh, and that's how I found out there was 1,600 um, people there. But, yeah, so I'll just double-check that. But, uh, well, there's a process going on where they are moving to that point. And I uh, don't think it's too far around the corner, but well, the important great. thing that's... is Curic have taken it on board and um, yeah, it'll well, be the case that betting stewards won't be required for the country meeting. Well, so they shouldn't be in a situation like that. I, I fully agree with what you say. I, I really endorse that. It's funny, in the old days, not old days, I suppose, and 
doing back nowadays. There used to be a, an independent betting steward at all these meetings. Yeah. We were like the old person I was calling there. These days, all they've got to do is go to the rule book and and work out the deductions. But um, if they're interstate meetings, that's worked out for them anyhow. But they don't really need them there. And I've got to agree with you, Attacker Beal. She's going to be an interesting competitor in this final of Stampede. She's won from 1,050 to 1,280. She's won twice on heavy going and, and great uh, great results on soft. But what was intriguing about the meeting, I mean, it's horses for courses often at um, Gladstone, like the first winner, Cluster Fest, four from 15 at the track. But then you get Queen Bean and you get Attacker Beal uh, and also Cinderella Man. They're all having their first run at the track, which is significant in itself for that meeting. It is. It really is. And I think the big thing that made a heck of a difference on Saturday was that, you know, these sand tracks, it had so much water, it's just got a magnificent base. It was oh, it's a silly statement, I know, but it was like racing on a, on a grass track on Saturday. But when it gets dry, that's when there's a lot of kickback and a lot of horses don't handle it. But there was hardly any kickback at all on on Sunday. So I think that had a little bit of a bearing on it too. But but you're right what you say. There's no doubt about it. But I know all about horses for courses there. I, I took one there once called Shrouded, who won six at Callaghan Park. And she went around like a giraffe, just chucking her head up in the air. And that's so they either handle it or they don't. It's like Albion Park with the creek in the stay. I'm going to twist my neck. I'll twist in my neck again. <laughs> Where are you off to next, Tony? Oh, I'm going to have a busy time the next couple of weeks. Uh, the old fellow's going to go to uh, Yapoon on Saturday, Gladstone on Tuesday, and out to Murrumbah on Saturday. Well, that's going to be a big one. The Murrumbah Cup meeting, I believe it's their biggest of the year. Should be a beauty. Going to be a busy couple of uh, weeks ahead, of course, uh, right through the Summer Carnival. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, guys. Bye-bye. Tony McMahon there looking back at Gladstone on Sunday. Rob, with the uh, the Country Stampede qualifier there on the weekend, as you said, thanks to Cole Truscott for even while Cole's on holiday, he still updated us on everything. At this stage, the, uh, the Stampede's going to be really tricky as we head into the last half of it all. Uh, next leg coming up Saturday will be at Bar Cauld and then Bundaberg on Melbourne Cup Day on Tuesday. Uh, Tony mentioned that Moorumbah program. Also that day, Cunnamulla and Chinchilla are scheduled to have country stampede heats. Uh, at this point, uh, Attackabille and Fab's Cowboy each qualify and are eligible for the final. There's a few others that are not eligible that have won already, like Silent Explorer at Innisfail, the Tenor at Stanthorpe, Mr Vista at Gainder and Splasher at Cloncurry all have insufficient country starts. But we've got a fair bit to go uh, with the uh, the last few legs to roll along there. And with the, uh, the washout at Clifton on the weekend, uh, Coles also had to get busy there and ensure that uh, we don't miss out on a leg of the Country Cups Challenge. And we now have the Eastern Downs Cup at the Chinchilla Program on Saturday week, November 5, that will now form part of the Country Cups Challenge qualifiers. The next leg will be Saturday for Home Hill Cup uh, and the Yipoon Cup as well on Saturday. The Cumbia Cup next Tuesday on Melbourne Cup Day. And then on the 5th of November, we've got three in a row. Uh, Cooktown Cup, the Eastern Downs Cup and the Cunnamulla Cup. The last leg there will be the Roma Cup coming up on the 19th of November. And again, we've got a few that uh, don't meet the Metropolitan Wins Clause, like Dreamtimer out of Stanthorpe and Bayreach out of the Emerald 100, and a couple that uh, don't have uh, sufficient country starts so far, like Fast Trainer Atherton, Brilliant Mind at Ewan, and Centaur at Longreach. But we do see the Dukes County, Vanasta and Palate out of uh, the Mount Isa Spring Cup, the Eidsvold Cup and the Blackall Cup have all qualified at this stage. Still interesting to see how that will all unfold in the weeks ahead.
Yeah, no innuendos. Another one out of that Cloncurry Cup, but uh, noticing horses like Centaur went around in that stampede at Gladstone, uh, grad- and Mr Vista as well, so they're gradually getting closer to their non-TAB runs, and great work, Cole. You got those sorted out, and the changes in the venues that Tony's um, gone through with those uh, cancellations, but there were plenty of cups that do get run over the weekend, Tony, and even though it wasn't a case that it's part of the uh, the Country Cups process, the Brown, Macaulay and Warren Gympie Cup Open Handicap over the weekend uh, was a very convincing winner for Kelly Gates and the Carpenter. The Carpenter showing more toe than a Roman sandal in the cup, leads by about eight lengths. Bellicose in second spot and the rest are struggling by Foxy Rose and followed by Brian Niche, but the Carpenter, big leader in the straight. Still leads by about eight lengths, and I don't think there's going to be any dangers. Whacking away is Mr Maharaj, but it's going to be the Carpenter in the cup. The Carpenter's going to be a big winner. The Carpenter first by about ten lengths, second Mr Maharaj. Third Balakos, Foxy Rose ran for fourth. As Ross Cater said in the call, big winner all right. Uh, the Carpenter winning by 13.8 lengths, Rob, if you don't mind, as part of a winning double for Kelly Gates on the day. Uh, Terry Hall, the winning trainer there. The Carpenter taking out the Brown McCauley and Warren Gimpy Cup. Yeah, congratulations to Kelly Gates and Terry Hall. And great to see Kelly Gates uh, not only get that winner, but a double on the day. And she's actually come off a couple of uh, doubles in uh, recent times as well with a uh, double back there at Kilcoy uh, not too long ago. And, you know, we were talking before about jockeys and falls. I know uh, Kelly had experienced... Uh, bad falls in the past back in about 2020. So really good to see uh, experienced jockeys like Kelly Gates getting a double on the day. And what a win. She worked that out well because it's two from two on the track, this Rothsay. It had come off a Stanthorpe unplaced run, but look, just led all the way and dictated and uh, went away from them over Mr. Ra- Maharaj and uh, Balakros, as we heard Ross in the... Um, call there. Her other winner came for Trevor Thomas with the cutest money going off with the better than ready five-year-old Gelding ZD uh, getting up over Dulac Muxtacuda, another Trevor Thomas runner, the Quinella there for the stable and the cutest money as well going off first and second with Belle Deville into third place. Um, and that was a case of only having its second run at the um, at the track as well for ZD. So Kelly Gates uh, in that good form, two doubles in recent times, and uh, congratulations there. She went close in a previous race in the ratings band zero to 55 when nine cigars for ba- Barry Gill just couldn't quite get Clairview Jet. Nine cigars couldn't hold off the finishing burst of Clay- Clairview Jet that had come from well back in the field. But it is one that loves the track. It's two from five with three minor placings. Clearview Jet over nine cigars and um, Mama Media into third place. And great to see that Queensland breeding in the last three races came through at Gympie. That was a Jet Spur winner in the race prior to that, the benchmark 60. The Love Conquers All goes, uh, Gosso for Kim Afford and Rebecca Wilson. Uh, two from eight at the track, so one there before over Dancing Tails and Diggity into third place and quite a close margin there with only just over a quarter of a length for Gosso. Nine wins now from 64. And the opening event on the program saw Brett Sturgis and uh, Shania Willis combine with Stormtrooper and El Nino that had come off a Stanthorpe run at its last start and uh, second win at the track for Stormtrooper over Dulat Ulti Mayora and a solid asset into third place. So 
uh, the Gimpy Cup, the Brown McCauley and Warren Gimpy Cup, the Open Handicap for 2022. Uh, the Carpenter, well-placed Terry Hall, and brings up win number two at the track and not just a win, an actual demolition of the Cup field, Tony. We mentioned that the uh, we lost a couple of programs there on the weekend, and with that, there's going to be uh, a few races that have been added here, there and everywhere by the looks of things, and uh, well done Racing Queensland and ensuring that uh, importantly, some of these legs of the uh, Country Cubs Challenge and Country Stampede uh, qualifying series aren't lost, but also, in, importantly, ensuring that the prize money isn't lost to the regions. So Chinchilla Race Club, Saturday, November 5, as I mentioned, will now feature a Country Cups Challenge qualifier to be known as the Eastern Downs Cup. Open quality handicap, 1,400 metres of $10,000. And uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday at Dolby, the Dolby and Northern Downs Jockey Club uh, add on a maiden plate, three-year-olds and upwards set weights, cutest bonuses applicable, 1,400 metres, prize money of $8,500 plus cutest. The other one with uh, Richmond being abandoned on the weekend, there's a couple of uh, additional races in the northwest region. Clon Curry on Saturday, get a Class B 1,200 metres worth $8,500. And Matt Iser on uh, Tuesday, November 1st, next Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day, get a Class 1 with Cutis. Uh, that's over 1,000 metres, $8,500 plus Cutis applying there. As I said, Rob, it's uh, great to see that, yeah, the prize money isn't lost to the regions. No, and I'll add to that, Bar Calden has an eight-race program uh, this weekend that's been bumped up, including an extra uh, maiden uh, event on the program. I think it was a 1,300-metre maiden that was added, and from what I'm hearing, the nominations are huge with the Country Stampede qualifier. Oh, at some point around about half past nine, there were 21 nominations at that point, so they'll be coming through very shortly. I just don't have the details in front of me of the other additional ones, but in mentioning that Cloncurry meeting, now this is a club that's going places, and uh, great work up there, Luke Daniels and the team. Uh, they have a fashions final, Tony. What they've done all year is they've had heats in their meetings going through to a $10,000 fashions final, and it follows up a, with a bull ride and entertainment just to throw that in at the end of the day as well. So they're going to have a huge crowd, um, and great to see that extra <coughs> race going on there. Um, so... Uh, just to repeat that, look, that's a fantastic concept, I think. You, you hear some wonderful ideas coming through country racing, and here's another one in terms of that community involvement and the crowd involvement. Not only do you have the $10,000 for the fashions, it's part of the whole process where it's led to a final on this particular day. The heat winners get together, and they'll have a whale of a time up there in Concurry. They always get a great crowd, and, you know, it's evident by their TAB meeting that they run on the Friday where they've had such great success so well done to Luke Daniels and the team up there we wish you well for the weekend and um, Tony we, we we're talking earlier that Townsville and uh, provincial meetings um, Bonnie Thompson's in great winning form she'd also come off wins at Mackay on the Tuesday on the Friday it was uh, when uh, who be that now had uh, got up for the winner and then she had the double as well at um, Townsville as well as um, Nathan Day, of course, getting the uh, double there. And he had, he had finished off that Mackay meeting with uh, way ba a way back when for Craig Russell. So some jockeys in good form going through those provincial results um, from the weekend. But all interest now keeps coming back to the Stampede and the uh, the Country Cups. And, and I think we're going to have a beauty at Bar Calden on the weekend when you start hearing 21 nominations before nominations close off. Yeah, going to be a busy week on the way. Uh, Kilcoy off today, of course, transferred to Thursday. There's also Rockhampton racing on Thursday, so uh, 
Great to see two Queensland cards coming up on Thursday, each with Tab and Sky and Radio Tab coverage. Uh, Saturday, uh, it starts to get busier. Uh, Gold Coast Turf Club have a meeting at Bow Desert for those that enjoy getting out to uh, the, the country climbs there. Toowoomba also racing as always. We've mentioned the uh, Stampede qualifier at Bar Calden, the Country Cups Challenge qualifier at Home Hill for Home Hill Cup Day, and likewise for Yapoon for their Cup Day. Cloncurry and Dolby racing Saturday. Cairns Jockey Club with a tab program Sunday. And, wow, next Tuesday. Uh, Eagle Farm, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Bundaberg, Gladstone, Cumbia, Mackay, Mad Isa, Toowoomba and Townsville are all racing next next Tuesday to coincide with Melbourne Cup Day and some important races there. The Cumbia Cup is a Country Cups Challenge qualifier, as we mentioned. Also, the next leg of the Burn at the Beach series at Cumbia and the Country Stampede qualifier at uh, Bundaberg. And that will then take us, Rob, into our next features for the two-year-olds. And we're at Rockhampton Jockey Club Friday of next week, the 4th of November, for the Breeders' Plate for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings and two-year-old Phillies. And then on uh, Saturday the 5th, the uh, Country Stampede Qualifier and Challenge quali Country Cups Challenge Qualifier, as I mentioned, the Eastern Downs Cup added to Chinchilla, Cooktown Cup Day, Moranbar Cup Day, Winton Racing for the North Gregory Turf Club, and... Trying to keep track of, uh, unfortunately, the way the meetings have uh, been chopped and changed around. Quilpie Diggers transferred to Charleville, transferred to Cunnamulla. <laughs> I'm trying to, to make sure that I keep things updated along the way there. But, yeah, I really feel for some of these clubs that have been doing it so tough. It's been years and years of no rain, and then suddenly we're getting months and months of too much rain. Never rains at pools. But the good thing is, Cole Truscott is back from holidays, Tony, and he's keeping tabs on it all, and he keeps us updated, particularly with the Country Stampede and the uh, Country Cup's great work again, uh, Colin. I noticed those Melbourne Cup meetings, they, they used to be about 18, Tony, so it's dropping away a little bit, um, which is going to assist with all jockey numbers and that mm. type of thing. Uh, but as a result, that famous Tuesday in November, the first Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day, we're not on next week, but we certainly have a, a race to get through everything the following week week with all those and I'll be certainly looking forward to that breeder's plate result out of Rocky with those uh, two-year-olds so we'll be back then just email me with any news any stories that come out of any of these meetings email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll be back in two weekends time uh, two Tuesdays time Tony yep enjoy cup day next week we'll catch you in a fortnight yeah, good morning to, to you and good morning, listeners. Thank you to Rob Lyke and Tony McMahon joining us today on Bush Beat. Apologies again, folks, for a few little technical dramas this morning, but the important part was we got there in the end. To all of the clubs who are racing in the coming two weeks, and especially for all of those headed off to the races come the first Tuesday in November next week, we hope you enjoy the day. You're back many winners, and most importantly, safe racing to all involved. And we'll catch you in two weeks' time here on Bush Beat once again on Radio Tab.